This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Tuesday, 6 December, the year of our Lord, 2022. Explosive news all over, not the least of which is coming out of Georgia. We're going to have an hour of bonus cover starting at 7 o'clock. Real America's Voice. I want to thank everybody. We're going to have uh, Jenny Beth Martin, Gene Seaver, John Fredericks live down in Georgia. It looks like it could be a historic day, and the stakes could not be higher. This would be a come from behind, but the turnout, as we said, the turnout with MAGA had to be huge. Kemp's machine. They're talking about a million two, million three, maybe a million four. Who knows? But this is Warnock was on Fox today pleading for people to come out. And he actually said Herschel has a path to victory. So we're going to be it's on tenter hooks tonight. But we're going to have an hour from seven to eight. Now, breaking news. President Trump organization found guilty of 12 counts of, I guess, tax fraud. The Cash Patel is going to be here. Also, Cash called it earlier in the day about James Baker just terminated by Elon Musk over Twitter. But I want to go. To, I got Miranda Devine by phone. Miranda has an amazing comment about this whole FBI and the whole the, the really it's the beating heart of it. And you heard uh, as I put up on my getter and I played this morning, Zen master Jean Pierre. They can't handle this. They, they don't even know which way to go. They're leaking oil all over the White House. Even they don't even want to address uh, this whole thing with Hunter Biden, the laptop from hell. The author of the book, Miranda Devine. Miranda, I got to ask you about Baker to start off with because. We had you on the show the other day, and you were talking about, and this is, I think you had been on Tucker the night before, you were disappointed, you, you, and you specifically went to, you said, hey, James Baker had a had an email, and it didn't even <laughs> it didn't even have the date-time group. It didn't have stamped when it was sent. He said, that's very important. It's very important at the time of day the thing went out. Now we find out what Cash called it this morning early in Real America's Voice. It looks like uh, Taibbi and, and, and said Barry Weiss caught it, that, that he was screening the information that came out on the first drop. Tell us what you know, and why is this a big deal about James Baker? Who is he, and why is it a big deal that he's been terminated by Elon Musk as general counsel over Twitter, ma'am? Hi, Steve. Well, James Baker, as uh, Cash Patel will tell you better than anybody, is a central figure as the former top lawyer at the FBI in all the uh, Trump-Russia collusion hoaxes, all those scams that the FBI played to try and destroy the Trump administration even before he got into office. James Baker's at the centre of every single one of those. He ended up being uh, thrown out of the general counsel role at Twitter by Christopher Wray and, and, and departed shortly afterwards. So people say he was fired, but he wasn't exactly fired. He was just sort of pushed out. Then, lo and behold, James Baker shows up Five months before the 2020 hold, hold, election. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He was put, hang on. He, he was pushed out as general counsel at the FBI. He was pushed out by, by, by Ray when Ray came in, correct? Okay. By Ray. And, and let me, I just want the audience to understand. General counsel, these general counsels for, for cabinet secretaries and for DOJ and for, and for, and for FBI. These guys are in the middle of everything, right? I mean, these are the Washington is a city driven by lawyers. Everything's legal. Patel can tell that he's a lawyer. We won't hold it against cash. He's a good guy. 
but it's all driven by lawyers. General counsel of the FBI is about as important a job as you can have in the administrative state, Miranda Devine. He's the right-hand man of the director. I mean, he he was James Comey's very good friend. Uh, as Cash will tell you, he wrote the exoneration, the pre-exoneration memo for Hillary Clinton. Um, you know, he brought the tip about Alpha Bank into the FBI from his friend Michael Sussman. Uh, you know, he's at the centre of everything. This guy is the swamp. And then he shows up five months before the 2020 election as one of the top lawyers at Twitter. He gets hired by Twitter in June of 2020, just in time to assist in the censorship of the uh, the story from the New York Post about Hunter Biden's laptop in October of 2020 that the FBI knew was going to come. They had had the laptop for almost a year. They'd had the laptop since December 2019. They knew it was legitimate. They knew it was not Russian disinformation. So I was horrified to uh, realise that Elon Musk, when he did the big purge at Twitter just after he bought it, he got rid of most of the lawyers, but he didn't get rid of James Baker, the deputy general counsel, or and one or two other people he kept on. And so I, when on Friday night, when Matt Taibbi was deputised by Elon Musk to release the Twitter files, and missing from it was any mention of the FBI, who we know was spying on Rudy Giuliani, <laughs> knew that, that, you know, would have had access to John Paul MacIsaac's initial email telling Giuliani what he knew about the laptop from hell. So they knew everything and they were the ones instrumental in censoring our story. And yet no mention of it in the Twitter file. So I smelled a rat. And, and um, sure enough, Elon Musk this afternoon, a couple of hours ago, has announced that he got rid of uh, James Baker because he was uh, basically involved in suppressing information. And um, someone said to Elon Musk on Twitter, um, you know, did you ask him about it? And Elon Musk said, yes, his uh, answer was less than satisfactory, something like that. So I want to know more. I mean, it's kind of not good enough. Matt Taibbi's now come out and he said tantalisingly, well, you know, we're going to give you more. There's going to be number two. And James Baker was intercepting and we think was censoring um, or, or limiting the flow of information in Twitter files number one on Friday night, which is what we suspected. But it's not good enough. He's now saying that, Toby, that Barry Weiss and I are going to be looking at it and releasing it over time. You know, we need to know, A, why was there that delay on Friday night? Matt Taibbi said it was uh, it was because of Baker. What was Baker doing? Was he telling Elon Musk some bogus story about you know he'll there'll be a, a legal problem if you release this information? Um, did Baker covertly intercept and censor the Twitter files before Taibbi got them, or or before Taibbi could release them on Twitter? And and is Elon Musk going to release all of the communications? that James Baker had, particularly in October of 2020, with with everybody, but particularly with any of his FBI compatriots, either past or present, anybody from the Democratic Party, anybody from the Biden campaign, we need, and even, you know, intermediaries, uh, we need to know everybody who had any communication with James Baker really throughout his time at Twitter, but particularly around the time of October 14th, 2020, when they censored our story. 
You know, in one level, though, for two things, they're playing into your Miranda Devine's hands because you see this is all going to come out and you see how desperate they are to continue to suppress this information. They have to understand it's all going to come out. They've played into your hands, Miranda, because Baker has done what the FBI will do. They will suppress information and only leak out information they want out or somehow they've been able to manipulate. The reason I know we got them is that. What the White House did yesterday shows you they're so panicked, they don't even have a strategy. I mean, Zen master Jean-Pierre, which is babbling, right? It's old <laughs> news. It's it's inappropriate. It's not it's not nice. Uh, you know, we've moved on. I mean, every buzzword she get this, she get that. You tell, hey, if you didn't, the communications director knows she's going to get hammered for that. They've sat there for hours and that's the best they come up with. This cuts to the, they understand they just want to go away. Mainstream media is not going to cover it. They hope it goes away. But we well, know it's going to be but, covered but, because this is to the beating heart of this nation right now, ma'am. Go ahead. Yes, and and Steve, it's it's worse than that, that they hope it's going to go away. Joe Biden's doing his usual pugnacious move, which is to shove Hunter Biden into everyone's face. There he was front and centre at the Kennedy Awards the other night, Sunday night, mingling with, uh, you know, Julia Roberts and, and all the Hollywood movie stars. Um uh, glad-handing, uh, coming in in the royal party uh, with his wife, striding through the room, the ballroom of all the rich and famous. Um, you know, there he was at the White House. He's been living in the White House, it appears, uh, since at least mid-November, um, before his daughter was married at the White House. Then um, he went off with Dad to... Um, to Nantucket and was seen there getting on and off Air Force Two and then he, then you just Air Force One I'm sorry and then uh, there he was on Marine One on Sunday coming back from Camp David. We cannot get any access to the visitor logs at Camp hold David. Hold it, hold it. Now, hey, don't bury, don't don't bury the lead. Don't bury the lead. He was at the state dinner, the first state dinner they had with Macron. Oh, sorry. Wasn't he front oh, and center, McCarthy? McCarthy, yeah, don't don't yeah. don't bury the lead, Dave. Don't bury the the lead. first state dinner, Mac- <laughs> don't bury the lead. He's at the state dinner. He's sh- he's in your. By the way, the Bidens are an old Mick clan. They know how to go to the mattresses, and they're going to the mattresses. They know they got a problem. The first thing they do is going to put it up in your grill and have the media just t- treat him like another guy. That's obviously <laughs> one of their tactics, correct? Absolutely. And Steve, you and I know, Bannon and a divine, we know how the mix work. We've seen it. I mean, it's, it's, it's Tammany all stuff. And, you know, it, we recognize it when we see it. Big time. Big time. And they're going to hammer. Miranda, how do people, uh, by the way, the book, The Laptop from Hell is a must read. And I, I keep telling people it's getting more relevant every day because it's going to be one of the core documents. This investigation is going to go on. We just had Andy Biggs on here in the previous hour. Andy's uh, Andy's announced to run for Speaker of the House. One of the reasons is he's saying, hey, these things are going to be tough, and we can't have guys that don't have titanium backbones because it's going to get rough. Don't think the Bidens are just going to sit there and lay down on this. They're not. The one thing are they're, they're, they're a mean, gnarly group, and the brother that nobody talks about is probably the meanest and yeah. nastiest of all, and he's he's the quarterback. He's quarterback in this thing. How do people get the book and how do they follow you? Your your columns now are must-reads. They always have been. For right now, the nation needs to focus on them since you're in the middle of this. Thanks, Steve. Well, the book's um, still in hardcover and it's uh, at Amazon and Barnes & Noble, except the Barnes & Noble on Fifth Avenue in New York, which I keep on pointing out they refuse to, <laughs> to carry it and they tell people it's, it's out of stock. <laughs> 
So I just put in a good word, um, the Noble Fifth Avenue, um, and, uh, and and I'm on Twitter and it, all, all all the social media platforms, social, etc. Um, just as at Miranda Divine, and you can read my columns on the New York Post website, and I have a newsletter now, a new newsletter which comes out on Thursdays. You can sign up for it, the New York Post. Miranda Divine, thank you very much for taking the time away today to explain this to us. Thank you. Thanks, Stu. Cash, we originally booked you to come on and talk about this bogus thing of, you know, Letitia James and these guys trying to, trying to you know, going with the Trump organization. But, of course, you, you had a called shot today. How did you know that Baker had suppressed the information that Taibbi, Elon Musk, and Barry Weiss would eventually find that out, sir? Well, look, Steve, as the guy who ran the Russiagate investigation, I knew, and we and Devin Nunes and I called years ago, James Baker's criminal conspiracy with James Comey to quarterback the Russiagate hoax to perpetrate the biggest criminal fraud in DOJ FBI history. What did these two guys do? They lied on a FISA application, had their attorney suppress evidence from a federal judge, all to hijack a federal court and unlawfully surveil a presidential candidate. All the while, James Baker was leaking information, like his colleague Andy McCabe, sensitive information, unethically and unlawfully, to the media during this investigation. And then what happened? We got him fired as a result of our investigation. Well, guess what? It looks like I got him fired twice. When I was looking at the Twitter files and what Tahibi was putting out, I put up a monster posting on Truth Social. I said, Elon Musk this morning, as of this morning, is running the biggest disinformation cover-up operation because he is allowing the quarterback of the Russiagate conspiracy to screen the documentation at Twitter that they are supposedly releasing for transparency purposes. And what happens? Everybody called me out and said, how could you possibly know that? You know how I know that? I know the government gangsters, when you expose them for their corruption, they never change their feathers. And this guy got a soft landing at Twitter for a reason. And here's the other thing I said. This is not enough. I knew he was going to get fired, and I called it because he was illegally or unlawfully improperly screening the material at Twitter that's supposed to go out to the world. Who has he been in contact with? That's what I put up. Are you telling me this guy has talked to no one at the FBI via Twitter email? Are you telling me the FBI agents that were briefing Twitter weekly weren't meeting with James Baker when they rigged a presidential election with Hunter Biden's Russian disinformation scam? These guys, Chris Ray and uh, Bill Barr, were in on it from the beginning. And Miranda Devine is excellent. Her reporting is outstanding. Just a slight correction. R Chris Ray did not want to get rid of James Baker. We forced it out of him because we forced right. the corruption right. to be exposed. These guys wanted them to right. stay. The guys that committed Russiagate then get the landing parachute at Twitter. And what we now need, Steve, is, as you called it yesterday or the day before, brilliantly, we're only in, like, what, the first inning? But here's the thing. These guys yeah. at New York Times or whatever say they're uncovering this or that. My concern is Elon Musk has no idea what he's looking for and what the obstacles are because he's never run an investigation of this type. And today is proof of it. And if he needs some suggestions, hey, bud, give me a call. I'll tell you what documents to get, what money to chase down, and what government gangsters and their cronies no. are hiding we'll make in sure. your hornet's we'll, net. We'll, we'll make sure that you get direct contact. Um, what I thought was interesting after your, after your Twitter, after your true social, clearly people got that to Elon Musk because he said he confronted <laughs> Baker and he let him go because his, he, he said on Twitter, he says his responses were less than satisfactory. 
ladies and gentlemen, that's code for he lied to Elon Musk face. Okay. To be terminated. You terminate a guy. Baker is a power player. When you're general counsel of the FBI, you're a power player in Washington, D.C. Okay. It's a city run by lawyers. That's the senior federal investigative service that, that they don't do anything that the general counsel does not have his hand in. That's a power player. And when he went to Twitter, it was shocking. But Elon Musk, he doesn't last 72 hours, I think, after he let the first dump. This also shows the nation, shows the nation and the world what scum they are. They tr- he mm-hmm. tried to hoodwink Elon Musk. What I've been saying, and I've told the Elon Musk guys, you didn't buy a company, bro. You bought a crime scene, okay? You bought a crime scene. <laughs> and you got to, and, and what well, it is, it's a crime. Listen, it's not, it's, it's, they're going to find out. The revenue, did it come from national security? Did it come from intelligence? Who, who These other agents, they admitted they had CCP agents. It was too hard to get rid of them. He bought a crime scene, and you're seeing it now. Yeah. When Barry, when, when Taibbi and Barry Weiss sit there and go, uh, yeah, uh, I think Marina Vine might be right on this email. By the way, the guy's been suppressing. He, 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 he kept everything and suppressing information. This is why... It was an hour and what twenty minutes late the other night or on the first night of the drop. I'm sure he's sitting there trying to trying to maneuver and only put out the correct information. Cash, you've dealt with these guys. Here's the thing, but here's the positive news. Every day that goes on, Miranda Devine, Cash Patel, Dr. Naomi Wolf, as more and more information comes out, it becomes more and more real. This is not Cash running around with his hair on fire. Hey, we got a massive government uh, conspiracy here that's got every level of the national security state in it. No, now you're sitting there and it's not it's Elon Musk and a bunch of liberals and progressives are sitting there going, oh, my God, look what's happened here. Look what happened here. And this is not about Twitter executives as bad as it is. Yes, they ought to come up to Capitol Hill. This is about the FBI and the DOJ. Wait for it in the Trump administration. Christopher Ray's a lifelong Republican. Bill Barr is a lifetime Republican. This shows you the depth of the problem. As Cash said the other day, it's not Rep- Republican and Democrat. Having those handles on doesn't mean anything. It's meaningless. And you're going to see that in this investigation. Everything we're talking about after the, the, the Russiagate thing all happened in the Trump. I mean, it didn't get any better, Cash. This is what you guys had to fight every day. It didn't get any better. When they sent Cash Patel to the Defense Department, how easy you think that gig was, right? Not <laughs> note to self, not easy, right? No, but this is what well, people have to understand. This is hand-to-hand combat every day. And by the way, it's going to be hand-to-hand combat on the Hill. That's when you need people with titanium spines. And you think Trump's mm-hmm. second term is going to be easier than the first? Are you kidding me? They know we're <laughs> coming for them. And now this is going to be outright administrative state uh, populist range warfare, right? Because both sides hate each other. There's no compromise. The country is going to either be one thing or the other. And that's what this fight's about, Cash Patel. Yeah. And how do we know guys like James Baker are embedded into Twitter? Remember, James Baker is the same guy that when we hit the FBI with 17 subpoenas during Russiagate, he blocked and tackled and refused to release the corrupt documents about Peter Strzok and company making up fraudulent evidence to take to a FISA court. That was the number one lawyer's call at the FBI. His name was James Baker. That same man met with Michael Sussman from Perkins Coie, the DNC law firm that, uh, had the money pipeline of millions of dollars to pay for this deal dossier. James Baker's general hold counsel it, meets with Michael Sussman. Hold it, hold it. Also, Mark Elias, Mark Elias, Perk, Mark Elias Perkins Coy is the architect of the big steal. 
Come on. But here, Perkins Coy is the I, nest of I vipers gonna, in the middle of it. I think I'm gonna blow, I think I'm gonna really blow the roof off this thing. Get this. Even though James Baker went and landed as general counsel at Twitter, do you know who Twitter's outside counsel is to challenge subpoenas sent to them by the FBI? Perkins Cooey. So the inside con man, the lawyer for the FBI, is working with his pals at the DNC, who are the outside lawyers for Twitter, who expect us to believe them that they're going to be transparent. Wait till they get into the week of this thing. And you're right. Congress has a job to do. The next chairman has to subpoena every document from FBI and DOJ that went to Twitter, all communications. And we are going to unveil it. Here's the qualification. That you need right now to head a committee or be speaker, or you need titanium stones. This is going to be yeah. something the American people. Watergate and this stuff is all going to no Watergate and 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 uh, Iran Contra. That's all. It's 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 like fighting Obama over you know the the Obamacare. This is going to seem like garden party stuff. You're we're into it now. We're into it. This is going to be deep. And I got Naomi what's going to come in a second and blow your head up again on the biomedical security apparatus. Uh, Cash, how do we get to your books, your writings, all of it? Yeah, one place on tr- Truth Social, at Cash and fightwithcash.com. But my Christmas books, look, I wrote the plot against the president at a level that James Baker and Adam Schiff could understand. The plot against the king.com. We've got a Christmas special at the plot against the king.com. It's Russiagate for kids and adults and corrupt government gangsters. And the sequel is Plot Against the King 2000 Mules, Election Integrity for Adults and Government Gangsters, broken down to a children's level. Christmas package, communist tears mug. We got it all. Plotagainsttheking.com. Go buy these things and stuff but, freedom in your stockings and educate our children with history and the truth but, and not the fake news and listen to the war room he, nonstop. He, 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 here, but, but here's why I'm so proud of the show and the people we have on, contributors and guests like Cash. These guys write books and come out with books. Miranda Devine's book, The Laptop from Hell. Cash's book, which is written for children, but it's the best way to understand it, on, on Russiagate and get the whole preamble to what happened here. Naomi's Wolf book, The Bodies of Others. These books are more relevant in early 2023 than they were when they were came to print, and they were damn relevant then. They were all big sellers then. That's When you have people that deal with the biggest issues of the day and are serious people, that will explain that to you. That's the types of books you want to have. That those are the type of sites you want to go to. Don't waste your time. I, I'm a big believer. Can I in just not say one thing? Time. That's what we have. I just want to say one thing. Have... Yes, seconds. sir. I've said this from the beginning. All roads lead back to Russiagate. It's the same corrupt government gangsters that go in and Big out time. of government and into the private sector. Get educated on the plot against the king and the plot against the president. It's coming full circle. You, you have to understand it. And for these hearings that are going to come up, cash. Thank you for coming on here. By the way, you were coming on here about the bogus thing in New York. We'll dump that for yeah. another day. I don't want. I don't want to. Get, I don't want to get off important topics to chase that. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Naomi, Naomi Wolf, you've been sending me information today about this Yale thing. My heads are blowing up. The biomedical security state may be worse than the military-industrial complex. It's all part of it because the bioweapons part. But what you've discovered on this whole on this whole Yale situation. And the way the system works, walk us through what you've currently found. And I think you're throwing down hard today, ma'am. Are you not? Well, the facts are throwing down hard. The The revelations are stunning. I mean, I can barely process these numbers myself. But to catch people up who uh, weren't with us, um, I believe, yesterday, uh, when I was talking about um, my speech on Friday at Yale, 
Uh, I went to Yale on Friday for a protest um, convened by health freedom groups in Connecticut because Yale undergraduates, believe it or not, are being forced to take the bivalent booster, which again has been tested on eight mice, all of whom got infected with COVID. Um, and, and they're not being allowed to come back to campus if they don't take the bivalent booster, no matter how many vaccines they've already had, no matter if they've already had a prior booster, no matter if they've got health conditions that prevent them from safely taking this dangerous mRNA-based vaccine. And astonishingly, the faculty and the staff at Yale, which I assume includes the administration, are not being mandated to take the bivalent booster. So just the students, just the undergraduates are being forced to do this in order simply to resume how could, their How could that be? How could, but how, how could that be? How could that possibly be, ma'am? Well, I said in my speech that I hadn't um, looked for the the money trail for Yale, but from having seen the money trail in all these other major institutions that have been taken over and co-opted in our country and seeing these billions flowing from HHS to subvert our media, to subvert our uh, influencers, to subvert trusted messengers, religious organizations, I was sure we would find um, money behind this stunning, shocking, unlawful uh, coercion um, playing out on the bodies of students, helpless students. And by the way, it's not like they're getting their, their $60,000 tuition money back if they refuse to take the bivalent booster. They'll just be sent home and another lucrative student will be slotted into their place. So it's straight up fraud, as well as other crimes I'm going to get to. But um, we we did the numbers were brought to me by the world's best intel guy brian o'Shea uh both from the t-a-g-g-s site which is a u.s government um funding tracking site for government grants and also from yale's own websites and the yale daily news and basically basically yale's engaging in human trafficking and what i mean is they're accepting sums of money that are literally astonishing like literally larger than some countries okay. gross <laughs> hang on we're gonna take a short we're gonna take a short break we're gonna hold for the dramatic pause to come back and give the numbers in naomi wolf her beloved yale one of the greatest learning institutions in the judeo-christian west is engaged in human trafficking pretty serious stuff all next in the war room. Will the lack of a red wave during the midterms lead to a more emboldened Biden, more wasteful government spending, higher taxes, the deepening of inflation? And how do you protect your hard-earned savings from chaotic financial markets? The answer, by diversifying your retirement savings with real physical precious metals with Birch Gold Group. Text Bannon to 989898 for a free info kit on protecting your savings with gold in a tax-sheltered account. Birch Gold has almost 20 years' experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metal IRAs. Text Bandon to 989898 and claim your free, no-obligation info kit. Don't let the left devalue your savings. Own physical gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account from Birch Gold. 
Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands and thousands of satisfied customers. Text Bannon to 989898 and secure your future with gold. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Uh, by the way, we got a special hour of coverage starting at 7 o'clock. I want everybody to stick around. We'll also be back up on Real America's Voice, of course, and get her nonstop. I want everybody to stick around. We're going to go to Georgia and follow what may be a historic day of turnout and see where MAGA is, how MAGA did, where MAGA showed up. Uh, it looks like you could have significantly north of a million game day voters, which is pretty historic. Naomi Wolf, you went to Yale. You were shocked that the kids are kind of hostage. They're hostage, but uh, but the administrators don't have to get the uh, the administrators don't have to get the the uh, the bivalent uh, booster, which has only been tried on a couple of rats. The faculty does not have to. But you you dug deeper. You and O'Shea dug deeper and said, "Hey, something doesn't feel right here. What what's the real heart of this? Why why is this happening?" Okay, so right. Ordinarily, you'd think, how can they possibly coerce? 5,000 undergraduates whose parents are uh, powerful. They're the elite. They're lawyers. They're, they're venture capitalists. They're hedge fund guys. They're bankers. They're politicians. How is this possible? Well, the numbers show how it's possible. It's absolutely stunning. Yale received, basically HHS has bought Yale and we know that China has bought HHS. So here's what's happening. Yale received $9 billion from HHS since 1998, 1.7 billion dollars of that since covid began so this past year stop. hhs sent you will you stop wait i'm hold not it, done they've hold it 1.7 billion since the start of covid go ahead it's 1.7 billion but wait steve it, it, it it's more mind-blowing than that this past year hhs gave yale 607 million two hundred and eighty one thousand eight hundred and ninety one dollars right so over half a billion how much did Yale get in tuition four hundred and seventy four million so basically they're getting more from HHS than from tuition and so what this means and and not only that it's up nineteen percent since the start of um since the start of COVID, as as I mentioned. So what this means is that basically Yale doesn't need its students as much as it needs HHS. And and why do I say that this is human trafficking, right? Um, and these are stunning, stunning numbers. But hang on a second. Hang on a second. Forget the human trafficking. What did they do with $600 million in a year from HHS? Because they got Defense Department and other people. There must be billions going there every year. What do they do for HHS for over $600 million, ma'am? Well, that is a great idea, but I will tell you, they are, I mean, great question. They are so swimming in cash that the, the Yale Daily News reported that they have a $276 million surplus in 2021 that they're trying to figure out what to do with. Well, I looked at some of the grants. Um, they're, they're absolutely absurd, but all of them have to do with believing in COVID, or at least the ones I found did. For example, there's, they got 3.4 million from the government for um, student COVID emergency funding, right? Well, you can't have 3.4 million in student emergency COVID funding without doing things to the students, like masking them, distancing them, and presumably vaccinating them. Um, you, there was a million dollars 
to study um, burial practices to find out if there were extra deaths from COVID in Karachi, a million dollars to go to burial grounds to see if there were extra deaths from COVID in Karachi. They didn't bother looking at, you know, hospital records. Um, that was what was happening. A million dollars for, for Karachi um, extra deaths from COVID. Uh, and they, of course, Yale was the location. Um, the Yale School of Psychology, I believe, was funded to do one of the original overcoming vaccine hesitancy studies in which they found, bingo, Yale, this is, you know, where this great education, this great institution is, is what it's devoting its uh, skill sets for. They found that people are more likely to overcome vaccine hesitancy if you threaten their personal freedoms. Um, and if you create a sense of shame and guilt uh, in relation to the community around not getting vaccinated. So those are just some of the things that Yale allegedly was was paid to do with this money. But really, the paper trail is pretty opaque, um, except that on Yale's own budget, it shows that it's getting more from HHS than from tuition. And just to put that in, in perspective, um, the endowment itself is $1.7 billion. And Yale is the biggest employer in Connecticut. So it's like the richest entity in Connecticut. Uh, it, it basically is a massive part of the economy of Connecticut. So I, I say all that as background for why I'm talking about human trafficking. Basically, when you understand those numbers, that Yale is taking more from grants from HHS, grants from the government, many of them related to COVID and this mythology of COVID being so serious and so dangerous, um, basically, they have no incentive. They'd rather lose the students than lose HHS. How do you jump? We got a couple of minutes here. How do you jump from that to they're in the human trafficking business? Because you're saying they're trafficking these kids for the money from the government. Is that your theory of the case? Well, it's it's not my theory of the case. It's it's out of um, Connecticut Connecticut the Connecticut legislative database, the law database. Um, basically, I'm very familiar with it because of other crimes that have been committed at Yale. But I'm trying to figure out, like, what is this crime? Forcing and coercing 5,000 students who are otherwise healthy to submit to a dangerous injection it tried on eight mice that we know. And Yale is lying. I mean, just straight up lying. The Yale Daily News did a hit piece on me and on this rally. Um, the New Haven Register did a hit piece. And they have the same experts from Yale saying there is no research saying there is fertility harms. And that's just a lie. The journal Andrology showed that there are fertility harms. The VARS database kept by the CDC shows that there are fertil catastrophic fertility harms. So Yale's lying, lying to the public, lying to students. Um, what is, but what is this crime? So I, I know that it's a Title IX violation. Yale gets a lot of money, millions from the federal government. And by injuring young women reproductively, uh, it's definitely creating an unequal uh, educational environment. But I, I thought about human trafficking and looked up the definition of human trafficking. And, and that's really the closest to what we see here. So Yale took this massive amount of money and the Trafficking Victims Protection Act of 2000 uh, forbids the recruitment, um, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion um, for the purposes of involuntary wow. servitude. So that's, but even more specifically to this case, wow. is how trafficking wow. is defined at the state level in Connecticut. Wait, Steve, this is powerful and important. It, it uses fraud, it's the use of fraud, coercion, or force 
And we've got that, right? Because Yale's lying about what about the safety of these vaccines. And they're definitely coercing students because they're, you know, destroying their futures, right? To compel or induce another person to provide labor or services that that person has a legal right to refrain from providing. And literally that describes the students at Yale. They have a legal right. Here's the Nuremberg Code I showed everyone yesterday. This says the Yale students have a, a legal right not to take this vaccine, not to provide that service that then allows Yale University to collect $600 million from wow. HHS. All right. So what is Are the you gonna, penalty we, for... We, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Class A felony, 20 years in jail, $20,000 fine for trafficking. So hold on. We, we've got a bounce, but I want to make sure you're going to pursue this. You're going to pursue this now of actually taking on one of the biggest, most prestigious uh, institutions of higher learning in the world and obviously the United States. You're going to take them on for the billions they've taken from HHS and what they're doing to the students without full disclosure of what's going on. Is that is am I correct in that outline? Well, I'm not a lawyer, but James Ostrowski, who has taught these wonderful webinars to the War Room Posse. I've asked him uh, if we can file criminal charges against Yale for human trafficking. And I'll see what he says. And I'll, this is a call out to other lawyers to help with that, to file criminal charges. And something very interesting is that Connecticut law has a confiscatory policy around human trafficking, where if you can prove that an institution or a group of people have trafficked human beings, um, the state gets the money. So the state of Connecticut could get the $600 million that Yale is generating from HHS, wow. some millions of it tied to um, COVID. Well, maybe, Certainly we're going to find policy tied to vaccination among those. Maybe the parents, maybe, maybe, maybe the parents will wake up to what's happening to the kids. Naomi, how do people get to the daily cloud? Cause this is pretty explosive stuff. How do they follow you? Yeah, come to dailycloud.io and you've been so generous, but again, please help us. We've got now six teams of lawyers pursuing uh, various bad guys across the battlefield. Um, and we need your help. Uh, we continue to need your help. I'm grateful to you. You can read my book, The Bodies of Others, um, from allseasonspress.com or from Amazon, of course. And you can follow me on uh, Getter, Naomi R. Wolf, and Brian, who's posting all of these primary source documents showing these massive head-exploding revenues that Yale is taking from HHS. Um, he's at Brian O'Shea on Getter. It's shocking. It's this is why we need to stop the. This is we we got to stop the omnibus bill. This is how they're spending us into oblivion. It's it's all interconnected. Intentionally, uh, Naomi, thank you very much. Honored to have you on here. Intentionally, thank you, Steve. Honored the to be. Battlefield expanse. Thank you, ma'am. Uh, so, uh, Darren Beatty, I asked you to tuck in here. Uh, we only got a couple of minutes, but I had to have you on today. Another called shot. Uh, Elon Musk bought the crime scene, sir, and he terminated. James Baker from the FBI today for the suppression of information. You kind of called it. You said, hey, there's something wrong with this first dump. It's going to get better. But now we know that uh, Elon confronted him after Barry Weiss and Taibbi found that he was suppressing it. And according to Elon's Twitter, he said uh, his explanations were not satisfactory. It means he lied to his face. Give us give us your assessment of this. Absolutely. I mean, it's a fascinating developing story. And it was clear to anybody that, yes, I mean, the first tranche of the Twitter files was spectacular in the sense that we got confirmation of some of the things that we already knew. But there's this underlying 
sense of a limited hangout throughout the whole sort of exercise. That is to say, giving a little in order to cover up something bigger. And it turns out, you know, when there's a uh, something unseen, you know, affecting the planets, you can you know, infer that there is some kind of gravitational mass somewhere in the area. And in this case, it was a former FBI guy who was lurking around in the Twitter offices who somehow had uh, some degree of vetting power over uh, the files that were to be released. And so hopefully this means that we get um, greater and deeper visibility into the decision-making process and the communications uh, associated with it. I'm still not thrilled with this idea of, you know, picking and choosing, um, you know, journalists to sort of vet and curate all of this material. I think Elon should just release it to the public. We don't need former FBI people vetting it for us. And frankly, we don't need Barry Weiss vetting the material for us either, especially when she has an extremely dubious track record when it comes to reporting on things like January 6th, which is um, ostensibly the subject of the next tranche of Twitter files. So I would advocate just release it all to the public, WikiLeaks it, and let us see for ourselves unmediated. But if we have to endure um, Barry Weiss's sort of interpretation and um, exposition, fine, but release it through her and then release it all to the public. But I don't think at this point we really uh, can accept Barry Weiss's word on things. Uh, you saw the White House. Uh, by the way, I think people are starting to hear you now at senior levels about this curation process. Just release it. Let the let the Pasovics, let the Darren Beatties, let the James O'Keefe, let people dive into this and, the, and they'll figure it out. Uh, I want to ask you, we've got a couple of minutes. The White House... It wasn't even panic mode. It was like they can't even handle what's going on about FBI, DOJ related to Twitter. Give me your assessment of the meltdown over at the White House. Well, yeah, look, I mean, again, this is the kind of thing, the, the basic architecture of this is not a mystery to anybody paying attention. Um, Twitter is a national security asset. And so, of course, national security officials known and unknown. I mean, this guy was a known quantity as part of the FBI, but I guarantee you there are unknown quantities who um, inhabit the sort of uh, uh, decision-making halls of Twitter and all the other tech companies as well. And so Elon should, should consider this as just the beginning of a process of what I might call flushing the toilet. Um, he needs to flush the toilet um, of this sort of refuse uh, from the intelligence community such that Twitter can function in an open, free, and a transparent fashion, which is allegedly what he how wants do people, to do. How do, how do people get to Revolver? Because you've been on all over this on so many different aspects, the FBI, the DOJ, Twitter, all of it. But how do people get to you on social media and how do they get to the site? Revolver.news is always, and I hate to say it, but we have a Grinch who's trying to steal Revolver. We have a constant pest uh, who is a woman I won't even mention, but she sniffs around in the trash and tries anybody who wants to advertise with us, she harasses them. So if you want to read the dirty story of the sewer woman who's uh, obsessed, George Soros' sewer woman, who's like, the level of obsession is something I've never seen in my life, but it's, 
it's a pathetic display, but I guess it's like weirdly, like in a creepy way, flattering that they think we're doing so much damage yeah. that Soros needs to set full-time yeah. people to make our lives more difficult. But if you want to read about that, uh, go to Revolver News. It's the Grinch who tried to steal Revolver. Unfortunately, she was unsuccessful. Um, we're staying here. We're not going anywhere. And we're going to continue to report all of the things that give everybody at the seventh floor of the FBI headache. Sewer woman. God, it's a combination of great reportage, your social media and being on and being on uh, War Room with your, you know, your hair brush as a wild man. You are Beatty. Don't ever change. Revolver can't change. We love you guys. Thank you for coming. Love on. You. Bye. Just intelligent. Great reporting. That's what Revolver is. Let me get I want to bring in former Captain Army Captain Emily Grace Rainey. A Emily, this this a situation in Moore County, North Carolina has now gotten global news. People are covering it in the Times of London and the European papers. And of course, the Asian papers are talking about it on Bloomberg when the capital markets report comes on overnight. So it's it's global news. I want to go back to the beginning, though, and I want to make sure very, you, it was so powerful what you said the other day. I want to go back to. Because the power grid's one thing, but what the this situation with this drag queen, I don't think has been properly vetted. And you're going to have like three or four minutes laid out. What happened on Saturday at the end of this Christmas parade with this drag show uh, situation and what these group of Christians that you helped organize uh, confronted them? Just walk us through the details. Great, Steve. Uh, so let me lay the scene out for you. You have a very quaint downtown of a southern conservative Christian area and a a drag show event coming from Raleigh called the House of Cox um, with the chief performer Naomi Dix decides they're going to do an all ages drag show in our historic downtown theater. So like you mentioned, we countered, we um, mobilized the community, got enough pressure to the point where they finally relented and changed the age from all ages to 18 and up. So our first objective was achieved and we were very happy about that, but we still wanted to protest and pray because it was inappropriate that such a red light district show was right in a family friendly downtown. And it was within a thousand feet of a church and a school. So these are breaking basic ordinances. So we gathered and for two hours from five to 7 p.m., um, a group of Christians and myself, we prayed over um, out front of the theater and read scriptures, holy scripture and prayed while no less than what was equivalent to an exorcism was happening on the other side of the police tape. Um, and the, you know, relentless, uh, Christophobic, anti-Christian hate speech being spewed from a group of um, LGBTQ um, aggressive activists uh, was, you know, incredibly disturbing. The blasphemies were really just unspeakable. And um, we were, we, as much as these uh, aggressive leftists want there to be an attack on the on a drag show. They just can't seem to get the Christians to attack. Well, maybe it's just because that's not what Christian conservatives do. And so if they can't have us attack them, they will invent an attack. And that's what happened next. Uh, the the um, you guys, you had control of the, of the bullhorn. We got about a minute left. 
everything that came across there was either holy uh, a scripture or prayer. Am I correct in that? That's right, Steve. Yeah, the only extemporaneous talk came from a pastor who just spoke over the people, but everything else was directly from Holy Scripture. There wasn't any um, screaming to the other side like what was happening with us, which, like I said, was nothing short of anti-Christian hate speech. So, um, yeah, the the, di- the complete juxtaposition um, and the lies that say that Christ- that, that somehow we're Christians Christo-fascists, which is, you know, this new narrative that goes along with the white uh, nationalism narrative. Um, It's just ludicrous. It's not based in reality. And they've really jumped the shark on this one, Steve. You you have footage up on your site. How do people get to you on social media? How do they find out more about you, ma'am? So I've been completely censored on uh, Instagram, but I have a backup account. It's Emily Grace 2.0 backup. I'm on Telegram at Emily Grace Uncancelable, and I have a getter account at Emily Grace. Um, please pray for more county. We are having, you know, still a lot of struggles getting this grid up and going. So thanks, Steve. Tomorrow we'll get you back on. We'll talk about the grid. We'll have some experts on and from more county. Emily Grace Rainey, uh, Thank you very much. Thank you very much for leading the protest, and thank you very much for being here in the war room. Short break. We're going to Georgia next. Strap in. Polls just closed. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today, check it out. 